0: Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I have an amazing show for you today. I am joined by my amazing fiance, Alejandra Hernandez. And we have a really deep, open conversation about embodiment, what it looks like to embody something, how life is different when we are embodying who we are, what we want to accomplish, how it's been applying to Ali's life and my life, how it shows up in our careers, in our relationship, and ultimately how you can learn to better embody who it is you want to be in this world, and have the confidence, courage, and presence to do it. If you enjoy this show, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and a rating of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Beautiful fiance who just snuck in that last talking point before we started recording. I love it If you can't tell we're gonna have an amazing amazing show for you all What's going on Bebe?
1: Hey, I'm excited to be back on here and yes I just had to sneak in one last talking point, but excited to be back
0: And if you know my fiance and you had to take a wild guess what that thing's going to be. <laughs> or if you're a regular listener to the show, best believe it's going to be human
1: design. Human design.
0: <laughs> Literally whispered human, ind- human design right before we pressed play. I love it. In true, in true projector fashion. So we were just talking because we were recording a great speed walking video today. And for those of you who don't know, we're going to let you in a little secret But the amazing video recorder videographer if you will
1: i prefer videographer as my title
0: videographer as opposed to what did i say
1: video recorder
0: video recorder (laughs) that's fair that's fair i I guess i'd rather be a videographer too yeah alejandra is the videographer (laughs) videographer (laughs) yeah that wasn't correct <laughs> this is all to say she does my speed walking videos
1: <laughs> i record these infamous speed walking videos
0: because and babe you have no idea i get so many messages and comments <laughs> of like yo shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the videographer the person who's keeping up behind the camera on this because yeah. if i'm booking it you're definitely booking it
1: yeah no, I'm legitimately in a, I am not speed walking. I am in a jog. According to your, Mr. You Can To, your speed walking rules.
0: I didn't make the rules. I just followed them.
1: I just, but I only know them because of you. So because of the rules you've laid out, I know that I am not speedwalking when I am in my videographer role. I am in a light jog. In order to keep up and sometimes, a lot of times now, I am also with Bentley as I video shoot this she, she, whole thing. She got
0: the iPhone in the left hand, Bentley in the right, out here just getting it <laughs> on our videos. So it's a lot
1: of core work.
0: It is a lot of core work. You're in an athletic position. That's mm-hmm. be, For all of you listening and for many of you athletes out there know, to be an athlete you need to have a core yeah you know what i'm saying so you out there being an athlete shooting video in one hand (laughs) taking care of our dog in the other and just recording a fire video so shout out to you
1: yeah thank you
0: and something that came up today in the video which when i say the video the speed walking video is that it's not enough to Read about the work, theorize on it, you know, talk about the actions. Mm -hmm. But to actually get change, make change in your life, it's so important to do the work. And as we were discussing that, Ali was saying how this so much reminds her of embodiment. So, babe, how would you describe embodiment to those that are listening?
1: How would I describe embodiment? I would describe it as taking in newfound knowledge, processing it, and experimenting with the newfound knowledge. That's how I would say, like experimenting with newfound knowledge and allowing that to teach you the lessons that you can only learn through experimentation, through embracing, through processing it.
0: Mm, I love that, I love that. It's powerful because it resonates so much with me because you know I'm a lover of all things personal mastery, personal development, and I've read all these books and I've listened to so many podcasts, but there's, there's a time where I was literally just consuming it. Mm. I wasn't really putting it into action, right? It's the huge distinction that I always say, there's a difference between knowledge and applied knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I say that so often now because I saw how much that showed up in my own life where I was learning all these things and like not really really using them, right? Especially in the business sense. And now that's very much changed. And I take a lot of my, my input and I turn it into output based off of what I learned, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's so important for speaking for myself first and then for anyone out there who's looking to create some type of change, you get to embody that change by actually putting in the actions, doing the work, not simply reading about it or even shit writing about it like literally doing it Mm -hmm. and it's through that doingness that creates the beingness that's going to allow you to consistently do it so what i mean by that is once you show yourself that you're capable of doing something and you do it a couple times now you're going to realize that you have what it takes to do that thing and that's where something like confidence might show up in this Mm -hmm. example right that doesn't mean i have to wait to do all these things to be confident but just very factually if i do things a couple times and i get results or i see some type of improvement then i'm naturally going to be confident and through that being is that's going to allow me to be fully self-expressed It's going to allow me to talk about things that I think are really important, right? Because I'm confident in my ability to do so.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you talk about confidence, that's a huge topic that I like to really dive into, especially with the work that I do with other women. And it can almost feel like a catch-22 with confidence because... We feel like we need to be confident in order to be able to do something. And that is true. However, I have built confidence by doing things when I did not feel very confident. Right. And then saw, oh, okay, I, I didn't die. Right. The world didn't end. The world didn't end that's okay. And so it can feel like a catch-22 because, you know, we're waiting to feel confident in order to do something when in reality, the way that it oftentimes work is we do things in spite of being really anxious or scared or nervous. And then we recognize that the worst case scenario didn't kill us. And that we can do it again and we can do something like that again. So I think in that in particular case, it's so it's so powerful to see that even when we don't have, for example, the evidence that, okay, I'm confident because I remember this time and this time and this time. Even if you don't have something like that with you, you can. You know, one of the things I heard earlier today was actually maybe you can pull evidence from other people. Maybe you can be like, okay, well, that person did that and that person didn't die. So maybe I can do this. And, you know, the worst case scenario is I might feel embarrassed. And not to say that that doesn't suck. You know, feeling embarrassed and ashamed like that sucks. But the world doesn't end. And then you get to gain some confidence by that and then you begin to build your own evidence so you know kind of skipping ahead here but really being able to talk about embodiment and when we talk about confidence is being able to take whatever knowledge it is that you've learned in terms of building your your confidence or having courage or taking the leap you know so many cliches like when you really begin to embody that to do it for yourself and take action from that place then things really begin to shift. There really begins to to have like a wheel begins to churn as opposed to just like this knowledge that I have. And one of the other things too that I think can be really dangerous when Especially when we talk about like these cliches, like, you know, be grateful. Like, you know, we talk about gratitude so much. And even that, like so many people do not embody gratitude. And I think the dangerous thing about knowing things and not embodying it, and especially when it's knowing these cliches, is that we then become desensitized to it we don't we're like yeah, yeah yeah gratitude like yeah i know oh yeah 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 like i've done that yeah. i know that i because sure. i've done it i'd be like oh yeah, yeah yeah, i know like oh setting goals yep been heard it know it but like when but really have i though like <laughs> it really embodying that and i think that's where it can get really dangerous is like we know these things but at such a conceptual level and when we know these things our ego will go nope we know that already as opposed to really allowing yourself to listen to it again from a place of, I've never heard of this before, and let me see what else I can learn this time around. So that that's what came up in that first round when you said that.
0: Yeah, and it's powerful. And, and something that really came up for me just now is how you talk about embodiment of the sense of like, or using the example of gratitude, right? And how yeah. gratitude practice it's very easy, and just speaking for myself, because I've done this, take it for granted mm-hmm. and kind of just do it as a chore or as like something oh, on my yeah. list. Right, And on and the I, to-do list. Right, <laughs> on on, my, on my, my perfect morning routine for success. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what's what I realized off of what you said and literally just popped up in my head, what's missing also is presence. Mm-hmm. I think in order to truly embody something, that means that I get to be present with exactly it is that I'm doing. Like I get to be, when I say present, it's like paying attention on purpose, being in the moment. And when I take that time to do my gratitude practice that way, where I pause, slow down, I kind of realize my, environment around me and I just really just sit for a second Mm -hmm. and and something comes up I'm just like wow like I turn around because we're sitting at our our kitchen table and behind me is our view and our view is phenomenal yeah it is a a fantastic view and it's incredible how easy it is If I don't pause and just take that second to turn around Mm -hmm. and really enjoy it, I don't even enjoy that incredible view. Like Mm -hmm. just looking at the park and the bay and South Beach and just be able to see all of that. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. It's literally unbelievable. I used to dream of things like this. Yeah. I remember maybe before I moved to Miami, maybe just five years ago saying like, I would love to live by the water. Yeah. And now I live by the water. Yeah. And I write down in my journal when I'm paying attention properly, being yeah. present, I'll write down, like, wow, like, I'm doing the thing every day that I said I wanted to do five years ago. Yeah. And just be like, wow. And just feeling that. And, like, being in that level of appreciation, that's an incredible feeling. Yeah. And that's, like, when I'm doing it at a 10- and I have times, even now, where if I'm not careful, I'm doing it as a one. It's just mm-hmm. like, here are my three things. Mm-hmm. Here are the three things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. They make sure I put it on Instagram so people know that I did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like not... But when it's the real practice of just sitting there for myself, oh my God, night and day difference.
1: Yeah. I think it's such a great time to, like, sneak in here for any of the listeners. If there's anything that you feel like you haven't embodied whether it's a piece of knowledge in regards to physical health or maybe nutrition or maybe it's gratitude like we were just talking about for me in particular the last little snippet that i that i snuck in at the very beginning of this podcast was human design I, you know take a moment to really think about right now what have i been learning but I haven't been embodying and I want to embody it. Maybe there's something that you feel like you're not getting the results you want from it. Think about something like that because then we can really start to see what is it that you want to embody? Because this episode is really all about why embodying is so important and why consumption of knowledge is not the end goal so what is something that right now you want to take from knowledge in your brain to embodiment in your soul and it can be i believe even like i advocate for the quote-unquote simple things is it that i want to be grateful every single morning when i wake up And I heard earlier today, you know, babe, you just mentioned it right now in terms of really getting present in the moment. One of the ways that I heard it described, I'm not sure, it might've been Stacey Baiman, a life coach, but she said, this person said that when they looked at the journal, they wouldn't allow themselves to put the thing that they were grateful for until they felt it in their body. Mm. They were not allowed to move away from that journal And write down anything until they felt the gratitude in their body. And I thought that was really powerful because then it provides this kind of cushion of like when the ego in the mind will be like, oh, yeah, write these three things. Like, oh, I'm thankful for waking up, thankful for food and thankful for my dog, you know, but really be able to feel that feeling. And then from their journal. So that was one of the things I heard that I really loved. And another thing in terms of gratitude that I've mentioned to you, too, that we learned from, I think it was a friend of ours, Mark Chase, who told it to us. I'm sure someone told it to him. But instead of writing maybe three things that you're grateful for, write down one thing you're grateful for and go deep into that. Why are you grateful for that? And when I've done it that way, that's actually helped me a lot to really seep into the gratitude. So instead of putting like, you know, grateful for my mom, for my apartment and my dog, I would put grateful for my mom. Why am I grateful for my mom? Because my mom had the courage to move here from another country. She had the courage to keep me even though she was single and young when she had me. She had the courage to... You know, take me to work even when she wasn't supposed to take me to work. She had the courage to love me unconditionally. For her to be able to be my number one cheerleader. For, you know, for her to be the joy in the life of the party. Like, when, when I really started to go, and I can feel it now, like, it's a difference between saying my mom, my apartment, my dog, than to really go deep into one thing that I'm grateful for and why? Because so much can be uncovered in that process and that's what we mean by embodiment. It's moving from this knowledge in the brain and more in this embodiment in the soul is what I'd say.
0: That's deep. I love that. And it's so true. I mean, I think like embodiment and presence is such an amazing dance like i feel like they're like like the ultimate like dance couple <laughs>
1: yeah. like
0: one of them dancing shows If you put embodiment <laughs> and you took presence and you put it on dancing with the stars i mean <laughs> hands down it's definitely gonna win yeah. and, I, and i think it's so important for everyone out there listening to take a moment right now to think about a goal that you have or a process that you are in the middle of that's taking you towards that goal. And I want you to reflect when are you present and intentional about doing those things? when you're embodying what it takes to move that process along, to take the steps towards achieving the goal, to actually achieving the goal, are you actually embodying what's required and who you get to be? Or are you just floating through the process And just hoping somehow you're going to land upon a crucial landmark. Mm -hmm. Because there's a huge difference in what typically happens when me, myself, when I am truly anchored in, grounded, embodying who I am, being present with the moment and the task at hand, taking action. When I'm doing that, my stuff moves exponentially yeah but when I have like an idea and this happens a lot to me I'll have an idea of something I want to do and I'll, I'll think about it and I'll, and I'll be like yeah I'm going to do this thing and sometimes they're just words and I see now the difference is I'm embodying and I'm present to the process and what it's going to take to actually do it and that's what I see right now in my book process like for those of you that don't know I'm in the process of writing my first book
1: yes and
0: and this stuff is moving fast like it's incredible how fast it's moving and it's probably gonna be out no I won't say nothing yet but it's coming very fast (laughs) and I think it's it's happening I know it's happening because I'm embodying the process I'm doing the work I'm showing up I'm investing in the tools and
1: so tell me, what are you embodying? And how is that how, like, how has that happened for you? Is that something you had to intentionally do? How have you gotten to the place for this book in particular?
0: Yeah. So the first thing I'm embodying is being an author. Mm. Like, that's who I am. I'm, I'm the author of the book. Yeah. So I'm embodying that. And when I think about that author archetype in myself, it's being creative
1: oh this is so good yeah
0: it's it's being focused it's being disciplined and it's also like having fun like mm-hmm. it's something that's important to me it's something that i know can can change a person's life and that excites me and i'm embodying like all those feelings and like being in that yeah. and working from that space as opposed to just thinking about like oh what if this doesn't happen right right like oh well here's a big one for me a big one is like oh like is there a better way i can go about it Mm -hmm. right and it's such a funny little excuse because it's really easy not to take action and think it's coming from a justified place Mm -hmm. if i'm like oh i'm waiting so i can just do it a little better Mm -hmm. right like it almost it almost has like Perfectionism vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, just having fun with this process and just really knowing like wow, like being excited about it. Um that's making the biggest difference for me right now.
1: Oh my so one of the things I wanna pull from what you just said, and I think is so so important to lay out so clear for your listeners, is the first thing you said is embodying being an author. And that is so powerful because most of the time, that's step one. With me leaving my nine to five and becoming a coach, step one was simply embodying that I'm a coach now. Thanks. And that took some uncomfortable ass feelings. And I've known, I've heard this from, Quite a few people, numerous people. I'm currently reading a book by what's it called? It's um, by Louvi, and it's the Fear Fighting Manual. I'm forgetting what the actual title is. And so I've heard this from numerous people, where it's embodying the fact that they are a writer took so much, and the one of the uh, one of the people that I spoke to isn't even there yet. They just like admitted to me in this like confession that they love to write and mm-hmm. they just can't call themselves a writer and they can't put their things out in public. Even anonymously mm-hmm. gives them so much anxiety. So I just want to point that out so much because for so many of us, the first thing for embodiment is embodying this part of ourselves, whether that's embodying, I am beautiful, Yeah, maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be in terms of my weight. And maybe I'm not exercising exactly the amount of times I think is ideal for me. And maybe I'm not eating exactly how I want to be eating. And I am beautiful. Embodying that so that you make decisions for your body from a place of love. Embodying, I am a writer, even though no one has seen your words yet. I am a writer and then writing from that place. Mm -hmm. I am a coach, I'm a life coach, I'm a career coach. Mm -hmm. And then serving people from that place, that is the first step for so many people. And I really wanted to highlight that. I love that, I mean,
0: it's such great points and I love how passionately you speak about it. What I wanna invite you to do right now listening is think about it like what are you embodying are you embodying that goal of yours if your goal is to be 200 pounds are you embodying right now that you are a person that does the things that a 200 pound person does mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like you don't yeah. wait to be 200 and to start implementing the steps that are going to get you to 200 yeah. no you embody what the person at 200 does and you start doing that thing and you keep doing those things and just wait for it you'll end up being 200 yeah like stuff like that ends up being inevitable it's not a matter and i tell this to a lot of my clients it's not a A matter of if it's a matter of when it's going to happen while you're embodying it if you're not embodying it, it's not going to happen or maybe it happens by luck and you probably won't stay there so it's like what are you doing to make sure that you're either embodying what you're saying you want to be or you're not and if you're not doing it it's there's probably so much stories and narratives and different things you're telling yourself that is literally stopping you consciously or subconsciously from taking the step
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and at the end of the day you can always get back to where you're at now like what would you ever have to lose by taking the step Mm. like babe you're, you're a career coach that's one of the things that you do I have clients who I work with on the career pillar of their life. And for, the, and, I've, and for the ones who don't like the job that they're in, the first thing I ask them is, well, then what's keeping you there? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't want to be there, you can always leave. And I guarantee you, if you decided you want to go back to that type of job, you're going to find that job again yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be there they're not taking they can't take your experience away they can't take your degrees away like you've proven you can you could do it if anything if you get back in the industry whoever's hiring you is probably gonna be like well damn like i actually like this person. this person at least went after what they wanted and realized that oh they actually enjoy this thing and that's why they're coming back to it mm-hmm. right as opposed to the story of like oh but if i leave oh, yeah i oh, oh, just can't can't do anything it won't be able to come back yeah and that's so false
1: right i think the big so one of the things that i pointed out earlier in the podcast was thinking about what is one practice that you want to embody and really being able to go from there and the simpler i think is even more powerful so keeping it simple and one of the things you just said is what is the process, what is a goal that you have, and embodying what that goal is now, Mm -hmm. so maybe that goal is I leave my job for another job where I feel valued and heard, okay, so who are you in a job where you feel valued and heard, maybe you're mm-hmm. confident in who you are, maybe you set boundaries and you are firm in them. Maybe you, you know, learn how to negotiate your salary, whatever those things are, being secure in the history, the work history that you have and the way you said it is what is that person like and really explore that. What is that person like? What are the things that they do? How do they feel on a regular basis? And how can you begin to tap into who that person is now in bits and pieces? So I think even just those two things alone, like so much to take away from in this because again, there's so much knowledge. And we are like as human beings, like our brain is so powerful and it loves to just, consume, 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 and give us information. And there's so much more to us as well. Where we can really tap into things that are beyond what the brain can even understand. And to your point, in terms of this, it's almost like what's the worst that can happen? You're in the situation you are now. (laughs) What's the worst that can happen? You're in a shitty job. Well, look, that's where you are now, you know? And um, so, yeah, I wanted to to really point that out as well. And then another thing too that I wanted to talk about, because we are on here together, is same thing goes in relationships. Like one of the things that Alvi and I practice is nonviolent communication, and we. Know a lot of the information yeah. of nonviolent communication. We can tell you the steps of nonviolent communication. But man, when shit goes sideways and I'm pissed off, it's just like it's out the window. Like I don't even remember what, no, I don't remember the steps. I don't remember any of it. And it's that work of really embodying these steps. And You know, I I definitely think it's a great thing. We don't disagree that often. Mm -hmm. And because of that, (laughs) it's like so much time goes before the next argument. And then it's like, oh, shit. Like, damn it. Okay, yeah. Step one. What was the triggering event? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful (laughs) thing. And also, like, you know, we say consistency is key. But, like, we don't have the consistency in argument, which is amazing. But, like... That's the thing, it's the embodiment is a whole new level. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to point that out because we both, as coaches, as people in personal development, as people who care about our emotional health, we too consume a lot and then have to pause and be like, okay, but how do we embody this information so that we can up-level our relationship? So that we can say that we talk to each other in a way that we feel proud. Mm. You know, that takes a different skill set. That takes a different part of the brain to really work. And same thing, if you're thinking about whether it's a relationship with yourself or whether it's your relationship with someone else, always Bring it back to these simple things that maybe your brain says, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Just bring it back to those simple things and really see, am I embodying that? Am I really doing the things that I say are a part of my values, that I say are part of how I want to move in this world? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that I wanted to highlight that because it's not by any means there is no perfection it's this process of experimentation of willingness to commit Mm. to the discomfort of what it is of embodying the information because it's not necessarily comfortable in a lot of ways no when we're moving you know in in any case whether it's embodying self-love it's uncomfortable to really be able to come face-to-face with the thoughts that we have about ourselves and the comparisons that we do with other people. When it comes to, you know, in this case, our relationship, like, yeah, it's really uncomfortable to let go of the anger and address the sadness that is under that, of maybe not being heard or maybe feeling rejected. It's just, it's a vulnerable and raw place that when embodied is so powerful to move through life from that place as opposed to a place from knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's all facts. I mean, I mean, this is a great conversation. I'm glad we got to talk about this because I think it's something that, one, we live, like we do truly embody this. And just like for you listening, you know, it's a process for us. Like, we're not perfect when it comes to this. We're not em- embodying <laughs> 10 out of 10 times all the time. And that's where I think it's special when we do do it, right? Because we've seen what it's been like. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the type of results we've generated. And We know what it feels like to be fulfilled. And ultimately, I'm very fulfilled in my life. And I'm very grateful to say that. And the last thing I really want to leave you all with is When you think about embodiment or a way to help you embody, I want you to think about the goal or goals that you have. And within that goal, I want you to think about right now, why is that goal important to you? how does your life change when you've reached this goal or when you're in the process of accomplishing this goal? How are you going to be living differently? What are you going to be doing differently? How are you going to be showing up that you're not showing up now? And I want you to feel that. How does that feel? What type of emotions does it bring up? Where do you feel it in your body? And wherever you do feel that, really feel into it right now. Let your body rest into that spot and notice what you start to feel around the rest of your body. And use this feeling to go after the goal that's what it feels like to be embodied and you can always get there by visualizing yourself already being there and seeing and feeling and tasting and smelling how your life is different and take that with you right now you can too
1: beautiful